Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, May 18th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. Coming up on the show today, as we always do, we'll talk what's trending in the world of travel, including updates from the CDC, big cruise news, and more. And now joining me on the show today is not one, but two guests, the Villa Guys, Willie Fernandez and Steve Lastman, Vice Presidents and General Managers at Villas of Distinction. Willie and Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Eric. It's our pleasure to be here. Eric, it's an awful uh, pleasure to be here. We really do appreciate the opportunity to talk to your your audience. So thank you for having us. Absolutely, guys. So Willie and Steve and I are going to discuss the rise of villas in the travel industry and what the future holds for this booming area in the travel sector. But first, as we do on every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with some good news as the U.S. Travel Association says that 77% of Americans plan to take a trip this summer. Don't be surprised if that turns out to be a higher percentage of Americans. So when it's all said and done after the summer, after the CDC just lifted mandatory mask and social distancing mandates for those who are vaccinated. However, masks are still required on planes, buses, and trains. This news led to Disney World and Universal Orlando announcing changes to their face mask policy, and they're going to be reduce, uh, increasing excuse me, capacity pretty soon. Uh, you don't have to wear masks outdoors, but you still have to wear a mask while you're standing in lines for rides, which has kind of created some confusion from what I've heard. But, you know, the world is slowly but surely reopening, and it's going to be a big summer for travel. So my question, Willie and Steve, to you guys, uh, how big do you think this summer is going to be compared to previous years, and uh, what trends do you think might define the summer travel season? So, Eric, um, I, I will tell you, I live here in Orlando, literally right behind the Magic Kingdom. I, I will tell you that um, the the overall traffic to, to the parks has increased, um, whether it's Universal or, or the Disney properties. And um, we've actually seen a massive um, lift in just overall um, occupancies at our villas here in the Orlando area. Um, specifically over the summer period. Um, you know, the summers are, are, are typically busy, but not to the point that the lion's share of our villas are pretty much sold out for, for the entire summer. Um, and, and one of the biggest challenges that we're facing right now is many key destinations in the U.S. Um, have sold out for the summer. You know, my family and I that we typically travel um, for family vacation in June. We've actually had to punt our vacation and go in September because there's just no availability. Um, so compared to so compared to previous years, this summer is unlo- unlike anything we've ever seen globally. And Eric, I could tell you, um, I've been in the travel industry for over 30 years, 15 years doing this vill- doing villas. Um, you know, in conjunction with our travel partners, which are the travel advisors, I have never seen such a pent-up demand. Forget about summer. I'm talking, we're seeing, you know, we used to be, you know, people would book a villa nine months, one year, a year and a half out. Now it's like, I want to get away next week. I want to get away next month. I want to get away next two months. And it's just like, everybody wants to go anywhere that is open. They're looking to get away. And the one thing that Willie and I are absolutely astonished by has been festive and new year's um interest it is unbelievable if you looked at years past you know pre-pandemic we would get busy for the festive and new year's period right around labor day when the kids went back to school that's when they the families mm-hmm. would start planning their their holiday vacation and we would probably be close to being sold out except for dribs and drabs of last minute availability by november this year we're almost 
sold out for Christmas and New Year's and the festive season now. We will probably be full, my guess, and this is purely a guess, but by the end of next month, I think it's going to be very hard to find anything for festive um, in any destination that you'd want to go. You know, obviously, if you wanted to go to um, Europe for festive, we will have availability there. Um, but, you know, if you want to go to the Caribbean, you want to go to Mexico, you want the beaches of the United States, as Willie said, I mean, they're full. I mean, and we're seeing it full now heading into the into the fall as well. So the pent up demand is just amazing. The pent up demand, obviously, I think um, you know, people haven't been spending their money, um, a lot of them. So there's that. And, um, you know, people want to get back together with their families. And what better way to travel as a family can still considering, you know, the social distancing aspect of it than your own luxury private villa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that pent up demand continues to grow, and we we've talked about it for so long now. But and, and we're finally seeing even more so bookings. That's interesting notes about the holidays and New Year's time because, like you said, yeah, usually it's you know Labor Day time. You start thinking, all right, what are we doing for the holidays? But everyone is forward looking so much now, and I think the a lot of the pent up demand is even more accelerated now too after that announcement from the CDC. I would you know you can if you're vaccinated you don't have to do a mask in, indoors and out, outdoors and everything. My cousin was actually in Las Vegas last week, um, and he was there a few days before the CDC announced everything. And he said it was all right. It was a bit more crowded than he thought it was going to be. And then he said once the CDC announced that, and it became you know public news that the vibe changed instantly. Um, twenty five. He he guesstimated around twenty five percent was of crowds around there were probably still wearing masks. But he noted that a lot of uh, dealers in casinos weren't even wearing masks as soon as the CDC announced that. So I think we're going to see even more bookings start to happen uh, more so now after that announcement. Well, one of the things one of the things that we've also started to see is now with the vaccines being open to a lot more age groups, the month of May has or, or is on pace right now to be the biggest month in the history in the 31 year history of the company because all of these folks who have been waiting for the vaccines to feel safe to travel they've now gotten it and they've now started to book um, their their stays you know historically Eric about 20 percent of our business was booked within 90 days today that number is closer to 60 percent. I mean, it's literally just a mad dash to go on vacation. And it's quite literally, I want to go to Turks and Caicos. Well, there's nothing available. Well, how about Jamaica? There's nothing available. How about Mexico? How about California? How about far? They don't care. They just want to get away yeah. to an excellent destination. And, you know, thank God for the travel advisors, because if we didn't have the travel advisors to, to help us through this, you know, we, we might be having a different story. But, you know, we're seeing such a such a huge demand from the travel advisors it's 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 heartening to be honest that's great yeah advisors are always key to to uh, my non-advisor listeners out there if you've never used one before you've got to start using it now and make sure that uh, you have someone in your corner for your travel plans because you never know Absolutely. what could happen. So uh, one place where they want to do a mad dash, but they can't just yet, is in the cruise industry. The CDC did update mask guidance and shore exclusion rules uh, for cruising, saying that cruise ship operators at their discretion may advise passengers and crew that if they are fully vaccinated, they may gather or conduct activities outdoors, including engaging in extended meal service or beverage consumption without wearing a mask except in crowded Settings and um, cruise pa fully vaccinated passengers may engage in self-guided or independent exploration during port stops if they wear a mask while indoors. And the um, CDC also updated its testing protocols for vaccinated cruisers and um, 
eliminated embarkation day testing for vaccinated passengers who are staying on board for back-to-back cruises. That doesn't happen a lot with a lot of people out there, but it, it does happen from time to time. People will literally go on a cruise and then get off and then hop right back on and go on another cruise right after. But uh, so they changed some things up there. I know you two, you two aren't uh, huge into cruising. It's not your area of expertise, but it is a big story around um, the travel industry right now. So uh, just I would love to get your thoughts on the cruise industry situation right now. And I've been asking everybody, do you really think cruising is going to happen in July? Um, so, Eric, I'll, I'll actually share with you. Um, b- before I had the honor of joining um, Steve on the Villa side about four years ago, I actually started my career in the cruise industry, actually working for a cruise line. Um, and I spent the next 26 years in in the cruise industry um, with um, my first 10 years at World Travel Holdings um, on the cruise side. And um, I'm saddened to see what's happened to the cruise industry and what the CDC has done to the cruise industry. I I firmly believe that um, they have been treated unfairly. Um, Having been on well over 100 plus cruises throughout the course of my career, I've always found that cruising is safe. Um, The crew does an impeccable job keeping the ships clean and sanitized. Um, you know, you can't even go into the, some, some of the, um, uh, of the public restrooms or, or some of the public areas and the door doesn't open automatically for you or a sink doesn't turn on automatically for you or soap doesn't dispense automatically for you or walk into a buffet area and you're not being or, or and being greeted by, by a crew member saying, you know, washy-washy or hand sanitizing machines. You know, for me, again, it's always been the safest place to travel. Um, and, and, and I'm excited that they'll be getting back into the waters very, very soon. Um, but I do believe that they've been treated unfairly, especially when you consider so many resorts around the, you know, around the globe open, the theme parks here in my backyard open. There's no reason why these cruise ships should not be sailing by now. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. It's been, you know, a, a topic that we've discussed a lot on this, on this podcast over the year. And as far as the, the treatment that they've received, and there's a big negative stigma around the cruise industry. And, you know, a lot of people like to float out the, the Petri dish uh, statement and everything, but it couldn't be further from the truth because they are a safe way to travel and they're going to be an even safer way to travel once the CDC and the government's finally let them cruise out of U.S. ports. We've already seen cruising happening around the world and very low cases of coronavirus happening on the cruises that are, are taking place in Europe and Asia. So it's high tide for them to let them get out and cruise. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, we're hopefully, you know, weeks away from getting better news as far as um, what the CDC will allow. And you know, if the uh, cruise industry can can get going from ports um, here in July and they can get bookings happening because they desperately need that and they desperately need to get out in the water. So. Elsewhere around the world, Caribbean destinations are seeing a travel rebound. Not a huge surprise as Mexico and the Caribbean are the current go-to international travel destinations right now. But interest in Europe continues to rise. And we do now know that uh, uh, Italy has reopened American uh, reopened to Americans to travel on approved quarantine-free flights, according to announcements from American, Delta, and United Airlines. To enter the country, passengers, regardless of vaccination status, must provide proof of a negative test within 72 hours of departure and then pass another test on arrival to avoid the country's 14-day quarantine. I mean, a lot's going to be changing over the next coming weeks as more and more destinations in Europe uh, announce their uh, dates for reopening and everything. Countries appear to be handling reopening processes pretty differently over there and dates fluctuate. But uh, you're um, curious what you guys think um, European travel destinations do you think are poised to rebound the best? 
not, not because we're biased in any way, um, but Italy, we believe, is going to rebound um, the quickest and the biggest. Um, and, and I say, you know, not to be biased, but um, we actually own an outfit um, in Italy um, where we've got about 300 plus villas within the portfolio. Um, and we have a team on the ground in Italy. Um, and we have, you know, constantly, you know, stayed informed as to everything that's going on within Italy. We were thrilled when we saw the announcement on Saturday that Italy was reopening to, to visitors. Um, and our team right now is working closely with all the owners and they're getting their homes ready um, to begin to accept um, uh, travelers, you know, and our guests. And on, uh, on, on Saturday morning, we already started to see the rise of interest and increase for Italy. And, you know, surprisingly, Eric, you know, our demand for Italy was still there. We were always getting phone calls about, you know, from our travel advisors asking and, and guests asking us, when can we go to Italy? Do we believe it'll be open in the summer? We're interested. Give us, now, nobody was booking, but the interest was there. Now we're starting to see a lot more of those bookings coming in for summer travel. And we even have some customers who pushed their bookings off to 22, fearing that Italy wouldn't open to 21. Now trying to see if they can come back to 21 because they want to head out to Italy. I think the other nice thing, Willie, about, about Italy opening um, is, you know, we're used to, you know, Italy is obviously our, as Willie mentioned, the most popular villa destination that we offer. But it's also one of the most popular tourist destinations in the world. And I think what you're going to see is the people that go in the early stages of this reopening um, are going to find less crowds. They're going to be able to get into the restaurants that they want. They're going to be able to get into, you know, the various <clears throat> venues without the big crowds. So to me, there is no better time than wanting to go to Italy than in the beginning of, you know, this opening up, and especially with these COVID-free flights, as you mentioned, it's, I think it's an excellent opportunity. Now, you asked us, you know, what do we see as a rebound? I agree with Willie. Uh, Italy is going to be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. But we are seeing the interest perking up in Spain. We are seeing the interest perking up in Greece. Um, and, for, and, and even France is starting to percolate a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we're definitely seeing a wider open um, European. Um, we don't currently offer um, much in, in London. Um, we're working on that, but um, we're getting requests for apartments in London. So, you know, we're, we're seeing the entire world open back up. And, and it, as Willie said, it's great to see. I mean, and it's great because we're busy. The travel advisors are busy. And, you know, if it's not available in 21, well, we certainly can put them on the books for 2022. You know, and Steve, one, one country that really never closed, and yet we were seeing just great demand and, 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 and Americans traveling out there to where we've got phenomenal product is that in Croatia. Correct. Yes. So, um, you know, the, the traveling public and that desire to travel headed out to Croatia, Eric, and, and we saw really strong demand for our properties out there, um, which is what for Steve and I was always that encouraging factor, knowing once Europe would open up, that the traveling public would not fear heading out there and, and, and visit Europe just as quickly as they could. Definitely, yeah. I think Italy is is definitely poised for a big rebound. It's interesting too with Italy. You had they were kind of a focal point early on, and if you go back a year ago and in, into the early COVID days, and 
he kind of knew that, oh, Italy's really going to need help in tourism. They're really going to need to get those dollars back. And we're already seeing a lot of interest. And you guys are too. And what I'm hearing from other travel advisors out there is Italy is really poised to that. And and you mentioned Greece too, um, Steve, and that they just recently opened up. And I think the earlier that countries are announcing their opening dates, I think they're uh, positioning themselves to be in a better spot than um, opposed to some others out there. Or that wraps up what is trending in the world of travel right now. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email. Uh, podcast at travelpulse.com is the best way to reach out. So now we're going to dive into the theme of this week's show, more about villas. I know Steve and Willie have talked a little bit about their stuff already, but I want to dive into some specific questions. You know, So there's certainly a rise in villas around the travel industry. How much do you think that the pandemic accelerated this with the need for privacy and kind of your own space? Or were they already trending at a fast rate because... Uh, it's something you guys specialize in, uh, but other brands around the industry have kind of been jumping into the villa space over recent years. So I'm curious what you have thought over the last um, year with everything. Will, you want me to go first? On that? Yeah, go ahead, Steve. I mean, you know, this is, here's what I see, okay? Now, as Willie had mentioned, most of our business comes from the travel advisors. So we have been preferred partners with, prior to the pandemic, pretty much the um, many of the players. And, and I'll name names. So, you know, the Virtuoso Network, the Signature Travel Network, the Ensemble Travel Network, the Travel Leaders Group, these guys were already in tune to the value of a villa. You know, where we didn't see as much action was, you know, the mom and pop, some of the other, some of the other um, consortiums that weren't preferred with us, other consortiums that might be cruise-focused in their effort. And what the pandemic did was now all of a sudden they had to shift. Okay, so instead of, you know, I'm a 90% cruise travel advisor, I got to I got to look for something villas and what we found and 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 just backtracking a little bit. What we did is we saw this coming. We knew this was going to be coming. So Willie and I said, you know what, we're going to get out there. And during the pandemic, I between me and Willie, we're probably doing a webinar every other day um, (laughs) per month just getting out there, educating advisors on the value of a villa, you know, how to talk to a consumer when a consumer comes in and says, no, 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 no. I can go online and do that myself through one of the, you know, direct consumer sites. But we were telling them, well, here's the difference between doing it through us and doing it through a direct consumer site and giving them the reasons why we would be the better choice for the end user, which is the consumer. So we did that. Then we started another thing, which really took off. We started what we called Wine Down Wednesday. And it's literally W-I-N-E, Wine Down Wednesday. We started it um, on May 5th, actually. Cinco de Mayo was the first one. And we just celebrated last month our one-year anniversary. So we kept this going for a year. And what it started as was just me and Willie and a couple management people getting on a Zoom call, inviting agents to have a glass of wine with us, and just ask us whatever you want about the world of villas, and we'll share it with you. Well, we were running out of time on the webinars because there were so many questions that we were running out of time. So what Steve and I said is, what if we just did an informal Q&A session to be able to answer all of the questions that we never had time to answer during our webinars? So then all of a sudden they said, you know, we'd love to see some of your villas. So we started going online, looking at our villas, presenting them, and then we said, you know what? we can do live remotes from our villas. So we started doing live remotes from the villas, which actually are basically a virtual fam trip. 
And now we do these virtual fan trips. We're getting, you know, on average, just on a Wednesday, between 175 and 250 travel advisors coming on so that they can see the product, learn more about the product. And of course, being it's the, the, the villa guys, we have a lot of fun. We give a, we give, we've given away villa stays. We've given away gift cards. So we just have a lot of fun with it. But the bottom line is it was about educating that portion of the travel industry that never really thought about why should I book a villa? What's the value of a villa? Why, you know, they just didn't understand what a villa provided. And we gave them over the past year about as intense an education as we possibly could um, to get them up to speed. And now I don't think there's a consortium out there that we're not preferred with. I don't think there's an agency group or, or a mom and pop who's not heard of us. Um, and we're seeing it because, um, you know, as Willie can tell you, our business is on fire right now and on fire in a good way. Hey, that's good. Yeah. You guys put in that work and you're, you're already seeing the success from that. So destinations wise, you guys have mentioned a few, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, with the Europe reopening, but internationally right now, what are some of those destinations that are most popular uh, internationally and also here in the U.S.? Because the domestic villas are really on the rise, too, this last year. So, Willie, take uh, the international. Yeah, so internationally right now, our number one destination is Jamaica. Um, so if we focus on the Caribbean, I'm going to break it down, Eric. Um, in the Caribbean right now, our top destinations are going to be Jamaica, the Turks and Caicos, Barbados, St. Bart's, and St. Martin. Um, domestically in the U.S., um, Orlando um, is the number one destination. Um, again, you know, and, and the pandemic accelerated that, right? A lot of, you know, our villas are only 12 minutes away from the theme parks. Um, you can actually access them through the back entrance of Disney, literally 12 minutes away. And a lot of guests are opting not to stay in the resorts, right, and staying at the villas. Um so in Orlando, um, any beach area, you know, whether it's the Panhandle, Hilton Head, South Carolina, Hilton Head, South Carolina is completely booked through the end of September. Like you can't get a house in Hilton Head. Um, the mountains, what we've seen is massive demand for outdoors, whether you're in Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, Montana, um, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, um, all those destinations are either at capacity or um, in the process of reaching capacity. Um, Mexico, um, Cabo, and Riviera Maya um, are some really big destinations, Cabo being the bigger. Um, and, it, and Hawaii, now that they've started to lift some of their restrictions um, and their quarantines, has started to gain some traction. So we started to see a bit more. I know it's not international, but Hawaii is a destination that we're starting to, um, to see some nice, uh, some nice interest. And Willie, in, in case I missed it, I apologize. Um, the USVI, um, especially St. John, um, is pretty much sold out the same, you know, through the fall. I mean, it's just incredible the demand. And that was more when the CDC first came out with that requirement to be tested before you came back into the States internationally. That kind of put USVI in a, in a unique situation because they're, uh, they're technically a domestic Caribbean right, yeah. destination. The nice thing about the villa world is we've been able to work with the homeowners and our management teams on the ground. In most of our destinations, we don't have to inconvenience the guests. We can bring the doctor to the villa, 
provide the test for them so they never even have to leave the villa to get tested for the CDC requirement to come back into the United States. Yeah, Steve, I was actually having a, uh, a meeting this morning with the head of our concierge team, um, and we actually have a dedicated group of concierges that are working very closely with the travel advisors and their guests in setting up and coordinating the in-villa testing um, in order to meet CDC you know, guidelines. You know, and, Eric, that's a, that's a big difference with us up against a do-it-yourselfer. Right. If you go to one of these do-it-yourself sites, you're on your own to find a doctor or find a clinic or find a hospital to go arrange this. Right. You're on your own. Whereas with us, when you work with us, we're so focused on the experience. We're so focused on you that our concierge team literally takes care of everything for you. Right. So whether you're, you're staying as a family of four in a villa or you're staying as a group of 40, you know, over the course of a couple villas, the concierge team arranges all of this and they arrange it for you in the villa. You know, we even have some guests that we, we were coordinating the COVID testing on their jets. They wouldn't even have to come into the airport. Right. Again, it's a very, very personalized service that we offer. That's great. Yeah, I think that helps separate you guys a lot. Uh, from others out there. So do you, sticking with destination stuff, do you think that um, there are specific destinations out there that might grow in the villa space? Uh, any untapped places teeming with potential for the villa market out there? I mean, I could tell you, I think um, when we first got into this pandemic, um, you know, domestic was a very small portion of our portfolio. And obviously because of the fact that all of a sudden nobody could yeah. travel outside the United States, we went into, you know, fast forward mode and really expanded the domestic product. And I've been asked the question, do you think that domestic product, once cruising opens up and once the world opens up, you think there's still going to be that demand for the domestic product? And I say the answer to that is yes, because I think as people get used to staying in these beautiful homes, and when you compare pricing dollar for dollar, we'll give you an example. One, probably one of the most expensive villas we ha have in Orlando is a 12-bedroom villa in the month of October. You can do 12 bedrooms at this villa, Villa Nona, and it's about eighteen dollars to $1,900 per night for 12 bedrooms. Okay? Now, you look at the Grand Floridian, the resort, for October. The last time I checked, the average room rate there was $750 per bedroom per night. Thanks. Yeah. So huge difference. So, you know, people are finding out the value, you know, plus we can do, you know, the chef services, the, the grocery shop, we can pre-stock the villa with the grocery shopping for the guests. You know, if they want chefs, we can bring them in. We have a lot of our chefs that love to cook themselves. So we don't see that domestic demand going away. We think that domestic demand is actually here to stay. And we're continuing to grow our inventory to meet that demand. Um, internationally, yes, we are looking at other markets to grow in. Um, Canada is a big one. Unfortunately, as you know, we can't go in or out of Canada at the moment. And our big thing is always that we don't put any villas on our site unless we can vet them, inspect them, and guarantee them for the quality to not only our travel advisors, but to their customers and their guests. So we have some plans for Canada. Um, so I think there, you'll see for us, I think that'll be a big expansion area. Um, which is kind of domestic. Um, we're always looking for more villas in our current destinations. Um, we just added Dubai um, right before the pandemic. 
um, because we're starting to see demand there. And we're going to continue to look throughout Europe. And if opportunities come up in our existing destinations, you know, if somebody builds, you know, an absolutely stunning home in Jamaica, we're going to have it. If somebody builds a stunning home in Turks and Caicos, we're going to have it. You know, that's what we do. But we're never going to be like these do-it-yourself sites where they have 6 million, 7 million, 8 million homes. You cannot vet, you cannot inspect, and you cannot guarantee the quality of, of the villa and the experience if you go into that millions of homes. So we're always going to have a small curated product, and that's the promise we always make to the travel advisors and their guests. So, Willie, I don't know if you if I missed something that you think is uh, um, important on the product side, but that's my thoughts. You know, and you know with- what? I'll tell you one more thing, Eric, on that. A lot of people may be listening to this going villas and thinking where they sleep. Okay, Where they sleep is an important part of this. But as Willie alluded to with our concierge, we're more concerned with creating the experience that the guest wants to have. You know, so if you have a guest that we've had guests over the years um, that want, had, were celebrating the Matriarch's 95th uh, birthday in Jamaica, we brought in a reggae band one night and they, we videotaped it because that's what they wanted. We had a 50th birthday party in Punta Cana at the Arecife Estate, a, a fantastic property. And they, we brought in a fresh Dominican cigar roller, live bands, manicures, pedicures, spa treatments, because this is what they wanted. And to us, this is just as important, probably even more important, to be honest, than where they put their head at 10 o'clock at night. So, well, Steve, in, 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 I think it was 2018 or 2019, we actually got 50 sets of tickets that we gave out to, to guests who were staying in Tuscany so they could go see Andrea Bocelli, right? Like, think about that experience. Um, you know, our team who manages our Italian operation, is, is they are literally all from Italy. Our concierges are sitting in Florence. So if you're going to go to Italy and you book that villa with us, you're going to be able to have a true Italian experience designed for you by our Italian team. Like nobody knows the little nooks and crannies and the hidden gems of Italy quite like this team. You know, when, when Steve went out there in 2018, he's still talking about it. You know, he still talks about all the restaurants and the vineyards that he visited while on his Italian villa experience. Yeah. It's one thing to, you know, stay in a nice place, but to, you know, have that full package experience, I think, is what a lot of people are really looking for now, post-pandemic and everything, too, is is how they travel, where they travel, and, and the way that uh, they experience the whole whole vacation together. So I think that's great that you guys are able to provide that personal touch uh, that a lot of places lack out there. So and it's pretty easy to get lost into your website, villasofdistinction.com backslash destinations, and you can just dive in there and, and look at some breathtaking homes, and you're just like, man, I... I I need to be there like right now. Can I be there right now? Because there's some really beautiful properties on that website there. So I encourage everyone to check that out. Um, just final question here as we wrap things up, guys. Any any last uh, parting words or advice to our travel advisor listeners out there? Well, you mentioned you might have some consumers. So I'm going to start with this and then I'll let Willie, Willie go. You mentioned it, Eric. If you do not have a travel advisor, um, that's a mistake. A travel advisor is, is in my opinion, the most valuable asset on a vacation that you can that you can find. And if you don't have one, if you reach out to us, we'll recommend one for you. 
because we strongly believe in the power of a travel advisor. It's all over our website because we want people to seek out a trusted travel advisor. I know they had this, I think Asta did it many years ago, which was the American Society of Travel Agents. They had, if you don't have a travel advisor, you're on your own. And I truly believe that. Um, so I want to make sure if there's any consumers listening, that the first thing they do when they start looking for their vacation, whether it be a villa, a resort, a cruise, find a trusted travel advisor that has your best interest at heart. I'll let Willie talk a little bit about us. Um, so Villas of Distinction, um, we have been around uh, for 31 years now. Um, we are an award-winning company. Um, I think for the last six years, five years, um, we, we are proud recipients of the Travi as the best villa rental company. Um, and, you know, that that is not an easy award to win. Um, but we are, we, we've been honored over the past five years and I and Steve and, and the management team is surrounded by an incredible group of, um, individuals, whether it's our villa specialist, whether it's our product team, whether it's our concierge team, our technology team, our marketing team, we're passionate about what we do. Um, we all have a lens that we look through, um, which we proudly refer to as guest first in that everything that we do how we operate, how we think, the guest comes first. Whether the guest is our value travel advisors, whether the guest is um, the, the end consumer, everything that we do, we put forth that guest. And, you know, uh, for the consumers that, that are out there, if you're looking at, at, at a do-it-yourself site, what I would ask is give us an opportunity, allow Steve, myself, and our entire organization to show you really what makes us so special. And for the travel advisors, we can't thank you enough for the support that you have given us over the past 31 years. We can't thank you enough for the support that you're giving us now and how you've entrusted your uh, most valued asset, your clients, um, with us and, and, uh, and their villa vacations. So um, for, for myself, for Steve, and for the entire Villas of Distinction organization, we truly thank you. Great. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to jump on the podcast with me. Had a great time. Thanks, Eric. It was wonderful. Awesome. Maybe next time we'll do a live from a villa. Hey, that would, would love that. Can't wait to get out and explore the world again as it reopens. So thanks again to Willie and Steve for jumping on the show today. Had a great time. If you'd like to be on the show, reach out to the email address and let me know why you think you'd be a good fit and we can go from there. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all that great stuff. I'd be very, very appreciative if you could do that. So thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great week.